everybody. Welcome back to the Impact Defense Podcast. Brian and Jada here, and today's topic is human trafficking. Welcome to the Impact Defense Podcast. Podcast. We're dedicated to giving you the information that you need to help keep you safe. Now, let's join our hosts, Brian and Jada. Yes, so it's actually Human Trafficking Awareness Month, January. Yes. I realize I may not know when everybody's going to listen to this, but as we're recording this in January, it's Human Traffic Awareness Month. Um, And with everything that's going on in the world, it is a major, major problem. And I think the honest, and I'm not trying to be political here, but the masks have actually empowered a lot of people who are doing uh, human trafficking. Oh yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think it makes it a lot easier to disguise a trafficking victim and. Well, yeah, I, I think there are videos from... out there that actually show that. Mm-hmm. It's easier to mask one's own identity, and well, I mean, if your facial recognition on your phone can't <laughs> tell who you are when you're wearing a mask, you know, someone is not going to be able to recognize someone that they've never met that they saw online as a victim of abduction. And now, this is not saying this as anti-mask. This is saying this as um, w- w- whether you are for mask, against mask, whether you believe in they, that they can help you or don't believe that they can help you, none of that matters when it comes to human trafficking. What this is doing, just its own little separate subject. Yes, what we're doing is a completely informational a completely informational standpoint when we're looking uh, from the outside in on mask wearing. Fact is, whether you agree with masks or not, it does make it easier to conceal one's identity. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why people have used masks for years when robbing places. <laughs> oh, and why Buttercup didn't recognize Wesley in The Princess Bride. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was confused for a moment. I was like, who do you know named Buttercup? <laughs> An old friend, no? <laughs> uh, anyway, on a more serious note, let's think about, it doesn't matter, mask, no mask, anything. What we're going to talk about is techniques uh, and looking at um, ways to keep ourselves safe because it does not matter if you are a child, a woman, or a man. You can be uh, abducted and trafficked Traffic for one reason or another. Thank you. Ah, lack of coffee. There is some use for you on the black market. Yes, there really is. So, okay, uh, let's, you know, kids, uh, for multiple reasons, uh, it it can be, you know, uh, it can be people who do want their own children or um, can't have their own children. It can be a sexual thing. It can be several different things with children. Um, when I was doing research for one of our Facebook posts, um, well, Facebook and Instagram, I was looking through statistics on uh, the most common reasons that people are trafficked. One was sex trafficking. The other was labor trafficking. Yeah, and then one was sex and labor. Mm-hmm. So... There's, there is a very good reason that trafficking is, trafficking is known as modern-day slavery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> I know that 
I was just also in, in doing some research and I didn't realize how big the labor trafficking uh, oh, was. Yeah. I didn't realize that was so big until we were just doing some research on that as well, actually. Um, but you know, you're looking into, uh, for adults, it's, it's a sex trafficking thing. It's labor trafficking. It is, uh, even, uh, organ harvesting. Yeah. That one's, uh, a more recent and really big one. Mm -hmm. In looking through and trying to find information on, uh, strictly America, because we are located in America, I know we have some followers that may be from out of country, but, um, we are located in America, and I was looking for some strictly American statistics. One thing I discovered, well, actually two things. One is mainly it's immigrants being trafficked into America. We have over um, 80,000 known to be coming in every year. Uh, and that is a lot of people being trafficked into the United States, especially since, you know, it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, and they're being brought in with promises of jobs and stuff like this oh yeah. and then brought in and then forced to work in these really bad situations until they can quote unquote pay their debt. Oh yeah. Um, children being promised an opportunity to send money back to their families in the states. Um, parents basically giving their just handing their kids over from other countries because they don't understand what they're actually being yeah. sent into and then they end up being completely cut off from that outside world and it's an absolute tragedy. The second thing I discovered was that we do not know a whole lot about the trafficking situation inside of the United States. We don't know a whole lot about how many people are actually taken of our own uh, of our own of our own citizens. We do not really have good statistics on um, who is taken and everything. What we know is who's the most at risk. Um, primarily, it's in um, people being taken from the United States, usually kids, especially uh, either already without a home or runaways. Um, it's estimated that about one in six of every child that goes missing is a result of trafficking but we do not have very good statistics and we do not know much about what actually happens within our own country 80 percent of the people trafficked are women and children it varies around the world which one is the most common of the two but it's always women and children men are not the ones that are primarily targeted uh, because of they are more likely to be capable of fighting back and defending themselves and uh, there's not as high market for them in as many areas of trafficking so a woman or a child is more likely to be submissive to the control she's put under than a man is just because well, it's chemical in the brain really I think in most species, the, ma the male of the species is more likely to be defensive of the woman and child. Yeah, it's true. So just a man is more likely to fight back and more capable of it generally because... And like you said, there's, they're, they're marketed less. You know, they are. really, there's just labor... And organ harvesting. And organ harvesting. There's okay. not a big market out there for uh, male sex work. No, there's really not. Uh, but now, it, on the other end, you know, with kids, with uh, women, it's any of that. I mean, really, it can be labor, it can be organs harvesting, it can be sex work, it can be anything. 
so there is just a and wider we, market, which is why they're more apt to. When it comes to male children, uh, it's completely different mm -hmm. because oh, yeah. the pedophilia market is completely different. Mm -hmm. um, male children are likely to be put into sex work at the beginning and then uh, moved to either labor work or killed uh, later on. Now, I know we're throwing out a lot of like really heavy, no fun type of information oh, yeah. here. But the truth is, you know, we, we have to be aware of the world that we're living in. I mean, unfortunately, these things are reality. And our last, uh, well, two podcasts ago, I had had Kylie on and we had talked a little bit about that. And she was talking about how she had that mental click. Uh, in the process of us, like when, when you and I were going through all the training for this, she had this like mental click that was said, uh, oh, this stuff actually really happens. It's not just in movies, it's in real life as well. And then I know you and Kylie just did one on uh, like ploys that people use for children. And, you know, we're, we're really looking at this. We have to understand that no matter what, as much as this sucks, this is reality, and this is the reality that we live in. Now, how do we deal with this, and how do we not make it, or how do we make ourselves to be a harder target and a less desirable target? And then, you know, that's across all boards: women, children, men, everybody. And in how, if you are someone in, you know, someone in your family who is really aware, uh, have made yourself a less desirable target, how do you get other people in your family? kind of get on board with that as well uh, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about some right now because we run into a major problem of people who think well what can I do I'm one person I can't completely change everything so I might as well not even try it's yeah. giving up before you ever get started yeah what you have to think of is if every person who was told that this is a problem actually grasped onto that and took precautions and bothered to learn how to cut themselves down as a target and to lessen that statistic. Anybody or we can't do much as one person, yeah. but if we create, I don't want to say a movement, but basically a movement mm -hmm. of people who do that and actually grasp on and decide to do something, at least about themselves or their family, it adds up. One person can't, a lot of people can. And that's what we're trying to do, is grow that group. Not everybody can create, uh, or not everybody is meant to create a podcast or a business around, around um, defending yourself or cutting down statistics or getting the information out there. But everybody can tell someone. <laughs> Dad, your pen isn't working. Do what? Look, come here. See? It's not working. Kylie, it's the Atomic Dare tactical pen, okay? <gasps> that is not the pen. That's the glass break. Whoa. Yeah, I know. But it's, it's cool because it does look like a normal pen, which I like about it because it doesn't look like a weapon. That is your pen. Give that a try. Thank you. All that just to write your name? Yeah. Does the discount code work for the pen too? Yes. It does? Yeah. So the discount code they gave us, they work on anything. So just make sure you use Impact Defense at checkout and it gets you 20% off even the tactical pen. So, awesome. hey, whoa, whoa. Again, 
it's mine. Yeah, okay, so I listened to um, a podcast a while back, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was an interview of a guy who actually would go into different countries. He would go in and, and actually, like, uh, arrest these people that were doing human trafficking stuff, that were doing getting kids for sex work, doing all this stuff, and making certain areas much safer. We can't all do that. As much as that, I look and go, oh man, I would love to get involved in something like that. That is not my calling in life, okay? Now, because that is not my calling in life does not mean that I am free to just act like it doesn't exist, okay? And no matter where you lie, what your calling is with different things, it doesn't mean like act like these things don't exist. You need to actually do something. You can make your little corner of the world safer and you know, that's that's kind of where we have felt called in this to do. We're trying to make as the people that we have contact with safer. Um, honestly, that's why everything is impact. We want to impact everybody we come in contact with. But anyway, um, so your calling may not be what that guy's calling was. It may be. Your calling may not be what our calling is. It may be. But your calling may be just like make sure that your family and those few people that you have a really good uh, connection with, understand what's going on, and understand what they need to do in order to stay safe and keep that small core group of people safer. If we can get more people to to do that, then the statistics will go down because the type of people that people can get, it will not be as plentiful, you know? So, you know, they can, they can get, there's smaller numbers they can draw from, uh, so if we can just get people to understand and grasp a hold of the reality a little bit of the situation, then you're less apt to, you know, end up or end up being a statistic. When it comes to having that mindset and it comes to making yourself safer, you need to realize all the different aspects of doing that. You need to understand the people you're keeping yourself safe from. So it's not enough to just know it exists. You do have to, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have to take a long time. It just has to take some effort. Mm -hmm. um, and with information being as readily available as it is right now, there's really no excuse. Right. There's no, oh, well, I've just been busy and didn't have the time. Pick up your phone and type it into the search engine. And if the search engine censors it, find a different search engine. <laughs> <sighs> Something I had to do to get information about child abduction. We won't get into that. <laughs> but there is no excuse for not, there, there's no excuse for not having the information. You can find it. Yeah. And it doesn't take long. Yeah. It didn't take us uh, years of searching, scouring through books and everything to come up with or to find a lot of the information we found. Now it's finding the right people and learning from the right people. That's, that's basically what you have to do in everything in life. It just requires a little bit of thinking and I am all the time surprised at how often people are not willing to do a little bit of thinking. Well, okay, let's let's be honest. And, and we all get here sometimes where you're just in a position where you just don't wanna think about all the crap that's going on in the world. You just want to be able to just, to go brain dead and just enjoy something, okay? The problem, everybody needs that, you know? Okay, uh, something that, that uh, my little family have done the last few 
nights has been sit down and watch Wipeout. There is no more brain dead show in this world than Wipeout. I love it. It's hilarious. You get to just watch people get knocked around and, and fall into the water a lot. And it's, it's hilarious. And to be honest with you, with everything else that's going on, we've needed the de-stress. But the fact, the problem is too many people get stuck in that and they love that constant brain dead entertainment and they don't actually take time to learn anything at all. And right now with podcasts, with videos, with getting out to people and actually doing a little bit of training, uh, anything, you, you can fix your mindset uh, to be aware of these type of things so much easier than we could 20 years ago, you know? Um, <clears throat> and you were said a minute ago about just knowledge, just knowing it out there. Actually, just knowing it's out there and just acknowledging that it's out there will help you some. Yes, but not as much as it could. No. <laughs> not as much as I'm actually taking five minutes of your day to look up something. Yeah. Um, or 30 minutes of your week to listen to a podcast, yeah. you know? Exactly. Or even just taking the time to think, okay, if I were one of these people, what would I use? Mm -hmm. um, if you just take the time and think, all right, if I was looking for someone to target, where would I be able to get the most information about them yeah. really quickly? First thing that comes to mind, probably social media. You know, I can go on there and a lot of times I can find an address, regular habits, name, kids' names, college, you know, all of these different things. Workplace, I can look up the workplace hours and guess their schedule. There is so much information that is just completely readily available that no one thinks about. I've talked to people in the past and I'm just like, are you, how, how safe are you living here? And they're just like, oh, I don't tell people things about myself. <laughs> it's like, I'm not asking if you walk up to a random person on the street and be like, hi, my name is such and such. I live at this address. My workplace is this, my hours are this. Please don't rob me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not telling you that you don't, that you shouldn't go up to someone on the street because that would be ridiculous anyway. <laughs> but people don't think about they're doing the same thing online, yeah. which is an even broader audience than one person you go up to in Walmart and you have to take the chance that. Yeah, uh, and, and okay, something else that a lot of people don't think about is what kind of information do you put on your about yourself on your vehicle? Hmm. You go. You I go I don't like the family stickers. I don't. You know, it's funny. I find them hilarious. And 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 there's one where the 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 T Rex eats the family, and there's the zombie family. I, I find these hilarious. But the problem, my problem with those are, they look at your stickers on the back, and they know exactly how many people are in your household, you know, and sometimes down to the pets. And yes. a lot of times they have their names on there. And not only that, but if they picture a baby in a stroller, they know that there's an abduction-aged child. Yeah, well, anytime there's like the little ones, you know, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm walking through Walmart parking lot because that's our favorite place to make fun of when it comes to dangerous places. Oh, yes. I'm walking through Walmart parking lot, and I look and I see, oh, there is a van there, and it has a, you know, like three little kids, and one of them happens to be, their name is Maddie. So... I'm sitting here and I'm looking around. I see a family walking up. And I say, hey, Maddie, Maddie. Well, now she thinks that I know who she is. And all I've done is just deductive reasoning because, oh, there's one little girl and two little boys on there. Okay? Now I look around. Hey, Maddie. Hey, come here a minute. Come here. I got something for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Of course I know who you are, okay? The kid's not going to think through these things. And then you're going to come over there, and then they're going to snatch them and run off. Okay, now I know that's a, well, I don't, I want to say out there kind of thing, but it's a really. It's really not. It's not, so unfortunately. Was, I brought this up in the podcast with Kylie, actually. There was a serial killer in Japan who abducted women, and specifically one woman, by looking in the reflection in her eyes on her social media account and figured out what train station she went to to go to work every morning um, using the reflection in her eyes. So I don't think looking at car stickers uh, yeah, is really far-fetched. No, <laughs> I'd say Japanese serial killer level is a lot higher up there on the it, out there yeah, list. You're right. Um, I think... I think looking at car stickers is just common sense, especially since a lot of trafficking situations happen around a vehicle because it's the quickest method of escape. And when people put broadcast information about themselves on their vehicle, that's another thing. I also hate it when people put their nickname on there because then they think, oh, you know them closely. <laughs> well, like I said, Maddie. You know, that's, yes. I, it could be Madeline, it could be Madison, it could be whatever. But at any rate, so you have... That, that would be one thing. You know, my kid's an honor student at blah, okay? Uh, all these different things that tell about you, okay? So now if you have something like an impact defense sticker on your vehicle, that's just going to tell the person you're highly trained and they shouldn't mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in, in all seriousness. That's what I was thinking about. Like, I'm actually not really scared to tell people where I work because I feel like it makes me safer. <laughs> like where you're headed to work where you work martial arts studio <laughs> oh but I mean, in, in all seriousness or i'm a self-defense instructor that's my favorite thing to say like i'm a self-defense instructor especially when it's somebody you don't know and you're like oh, i'm not sure whether yeah i teach self-defense so i can stab you or shoot I you actually or I do, like do. if i feel slightly standoffish but i'm kind of in a position where I really kind of need to be where I am for a little bit longer, but someone is making me a bit uncomfortable by addressing me when I don't know them. Because, like, there are some people that are just genuinely friendly and want to make conversation with random people they meet in the parking mm -hmm. lot, standing yeah, by their car true. waiting for their husband to get back, you know. Um, then there are other people that are not just friendly, that are trying to see if you are alone. Mm -hmm. It's like, what you doing? Waiting for my husband to get back. He just ran inside. What's on your shirt? My work logo. Where do you work? Oh, I'm a self-defense instructor with Impact Defense. Oh, well, you have a nice day. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So, you know, because I'm good with, I, I'm okay with bringing up that subject because. Well, you, you either get two, usually you either get one of two things. It is like, that is really cool. I really probably should do something like that. Then I give them information yeah. and be like, hey, this is when you, <laughs> it's like, this is who you should look up on Facebook. Or, or like you said, the. Okay, well, have a nice day, and they leave. But that's that's usually one of the two things that I've always gotten as well. Like, if you're going to have to make conversation, like, if someone is making conversation with you and you are at a safe distance and you're trying to keep them at that safe distance, holding a conversation is a good way to be able to keep an eye on someone mm -hmm. because you always know where they are because their mouth is running. So if you're going to have to make conversation with someone, might as well plug in things that make you a little bit safer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so Turn around... That's another thing. Someone asks you personal information about yourself. There are ways to spin the conversation to like not feel awkward, which I'm a little bit more of an abrasive person. So if someone's asking me too many personal details, I'm just like, is that your business? 
that really your business? No, probably not. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm <laughs> I'm not afraid to just be like that to people. <laughs> it's like, is that really your business? No. That's what I tell kids whenever we're teaching them in class. <laughs> it's like, how old are you? Is that really your business? Nah, probably not. Old enough to be married. That's is, true. <laughs> which is actually older than a lot of the kids think you are. So, you know, there's that. Hey, if I if they think I'm younger than I am, then I'm relatable. If they think I'm older than I am, then I'm, you know, an authoritative figure. <laughs> either way. Yeah, you're still at that age where that's kind of cool either way. It doesn't really matter. Wait till you get my age. <laughs> and then it's like when they think you're younger than you are, yes. Well, I mean, and if they think I'm they're older adult, than you are. I'm quite small for an adult. Yeah. And so it's just the way my family is. <laughs> We're small. We look young. <laughs> All right. So actually, we need to take a really quick break. And then we'll come right back. We're going to start talking about some of the uh, the things that you can actually do to, aside from just like not putting information out there. Uh, so you're approached or whatever after the break. All right. Hey guys, this episode actually ended up running a little long. So we actually had to cut it into two separate parts. Uh, we finished this one up and then next week we are going to continue on our discussion of human trafficking. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Impact Defense Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how to keep yourself safe, check out the articles, videos, courses, and seminars at www.impactdefensenc.com. We also do training for security teams, churches, businesses, groups, and more. Stay sharp, stay focused, and train hard.